Hey everyone, this is Farhana Cannon and this is my Brand Boutique Elite speaker series. And today we have Alameda Michelle on and she is a lawyer and a business coach. And I spoke to her the other day and she gave me some really great tips um, for brands around legal matters, around different consultation areas um, that I have questions on as well as my clients. You know, we all have a lot of like great intellectual property that we're creating. Um, I know a lot of my speaker friends out there as well and have all this great content. Um, so I was asking Michelle uh, tons of questions on what to kind of, what you should and shouldn't do. Um, so I'm excited for her to be on here. Um, so tell us a little bit how uh, you got started and what you do and, you know, a little bit about your background. Yeah, thank you so much, Farhana. I'm so happy to be here. I think we had a great conversation and I just love meeting other really successful entrepreneurial women who are looking to do so much with their business and their brand. And for me, it all started really just having an interest in the creative space. I loved marketing. I loved, you know, creative, what's the word I'm looking for? Like consumerism, like working with individuals and seeing like why they wanted to buy something. So when I went to law school, it was no surprise that I suddenly fell in love with intellectual property. And that essentially is just all the legal stuff that goes with brand development. That's like the legal part that goes with your marketing plan, the legal part that goes with business development, social media, anything that you consider original content. So that's like copyrights and trademarks and contracts and things like that. So when I discovered it was something I was good at, I was interested in, I decided that would be my focus point as an attorney. And eventually that, you know, entrepreneur bug kept itching at me. And I was like, you know, I want to start something on my own. So I recently started coaching business um, individuals across the world and helping them build and develop their brands, but then also providing legal services with my boutique practice. Awesome. I love that. So I work with lots of clients and we do their branding. So logos, we help them with their sales and marketing, but also coming up with names for their products and services, um, coming up with names for their podcasts and their books and their signature talks. So when it comes to these types of intellectual property, what would you say people should protect? How should they go about doing so? And what types of things can they protect? Yeah, so I think like the first starting point for people to remember or maybe even recognize is that all of these protections do completely different things. So a lot of the fundamentals that don't directly tie into your intellectual property include your LLC, your business name, your corporation name, right? So because you get that registered in your state, a lot of times people misunderstand that that means that they've protected the rights for the name and no one else can use it. But what it really does is just alert the public that in your jurisdiction, in your state, you are the one who has registered an official business with that name. But there could be someone else operating their business with a similar or even identical name in a different state. And, you know, you could be in Georgia and someone else could be in Tennessee and you never meet, you never see each other's content and you're utilizing the same names. So what ends up happening is that when you get, let's say, a trademark, 
you're able to step into a new level of protection and also access more rights to protect your originality so that other people can't operate their business with your name, your logo, your slogan, and even like the brand design. Those are all things that go into the trademark space. Um, as far as copyrights are concerned, that's more for the original works of art, like a mural, a painting, photography, um, even your copy. So your social media written content can sometimes be something you want to register, depending on how you're going to use it, how abundant it is online. Like, is it going to be in multiple places? Are you sharing this content with other organizations so that you can make a profit? These are the types of questions you'd like to ask, because you can imagine it might seem a little frivolous or even unnecessary to just going to register everything you've created as a copyright because you know it doesn't really make sense there is a strategy to it and recognizing when it's necessary but as far as comparing trademarks and comparing them to copyrights trademarks are definitely going to be the place where you can get sort of like one and done whereas copyrights are a little bit more strategic and picking the type of content that you think um, is really necessary to protect what do you see as some of the most common misconceptions when people want to go through this process or when you're coaching your clients and they may have like a question on a certain area like what do you see as like a common trend and kind of like a tip or a couple tips that you like to give to people so that they don't make those mistakes that they are protected and maybe rectify their misconception yeah, no, that's a great question and super important. So, I mean, a few things come to mind, to be honest, but I'll just pick a few right now. Um, I'd say one thing is don't get overly married to your idea. Unfortunately, just because you are smart, you are talented, and you're creating something amazing online doesn't mean you're the first and it doesn't mean you're the only one. So when you're going through this process, people can get really committed and then it really holds them back and they end up wasting a lot of money and time and resources because they're not willing to let go of a business name, a speaker series title, anything like that. And it's like, well, you know, one, you might not want to use this name because someone actually does have the rights to it. And you don't want to end up getting into some sticky situation or legal issue with that person. And two, why would you want to exist as a brand or company that could be easily mistaken for somebody else. You know, you don't know if their quality is as great as yours or, you know, you don't want people accidentally going to that brand instead of patroning yours. So those are some common things. Also, I'd say in line with that tip, it helps you adjust once you're in the registration process, because if you recognize that you have so many hurdles and the USPTO, which is the body that actually issues the trademark, says, hey, these are the problems we found with your application, you have to be willing to be like, okay, well, I already have three amazing backup ideas. This is not gonna limit my success and my productivity moving forward. But I've seen clients where they're just like, I don't have any other ideas, this is it. I'm putting everything into it. And I'm like, well, this isn't gonna work. So we need to think outside of the box and get you know, at least three options total. Um, I guess I could give another tip. I don't want to talk too much about the same topic, but I'd also say in conjunction to not being married to the one idea, don't invest too much money in branding materials, meaning like packaging labels. I've had people have like products, let's say like a skincare line and you put in 
you know, thousands. Anyone who does product development or actually sells an individual item understands that you don't just get one label made. You know, you get like hundreds of labels and bags and goodies. And then you call an attorney and say, oh, I'd like to trademark this name or I want to register this name with the USPTO. And then you find out that you can't. And what do you do with all this packaging? You know, so that would be something I think people should pause, even though it's important to move forward, pause and make sure you've assessed everything. You've gotten some expert advice and you're not investing before doing the research. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I have this great idea. And then they don't do the research on it. So even from like my perspective, whenever I'm working with a client, I have them check to see if the name is available on like for a URL and for their handles. And so it's really beneficial for somebody to have the same handle on all of the social media platforms. So you're not like, oh, so ours is at iMedia Exposure everywhere. Yeah. But if we like if I was like, oh, no, wait, on on uh, Twitter, it's just iMedia on Instagram. It's iMedia exposure with a one. Like it gets so confusing for people. So I think it's really important for people to see um, what names are available and then finding out legally if it's available. And, you know, I do just a basic kind of search in the database and a Google search to see what names come up when a client says, oh, what do you think of this name? And I know that that's not the full depth of what you're supposed to do. But obviously, I'm not coming from the legal space. I'm just trying to do the market research and see what's out there. So when you know we do the research and see what's available, who's using that name online, what handles are available on social media, what would you say that, that like next step is to make sure it's all yeah. legal? Right. Don't discount the work you're doing. With working with someone like Farhana, guys, is super useful because she's doing her due diligence to make sure that you're not wasting time and money, like I mentioned. And honestly, even when you work with a legal professional, you're still gonna do those steps. So looking at Google, definitely check Facebook, check Instagram, look at the Twitter handles, check URLs. Um, then also start checking other versions of it. Um, you can pay someone to do this because it can get really tiresome, but if you have the time and you wanna go ahead and get a head start on this, definitely everything you just mentioned times like 10 is going to help you get a good, read of whether or not you're gonna be able to get this name or this mark or this logo protected. After that, you can do a USPTO search or even before, and that's free, anyone can access it. You can go to USPTO.gov and play around there because they have a lot of free useful information and you know it's official because it's coming straight from the government's office. So it's like showing you the steps, the pricing of getting a trademark and all of that jazz. But you can also look into a test search and that is T-E-S-S. -S. And that way you can type in your name there and get an even better idea to see who's registered the mark. So unfortunately, a lot of times people will type it in and they're like, oh crap, it looks like four other people have a similar name. Now, that doesn't mean automatically you can't do it. It might mean that they're in a different class of services or goods. It might mean that they actually have an abandoned mark and it'll say dead versus live. So you're really more concerned with the live marks um, because that means those are the people who actively maintain their federal rights in the trademark office. Um, and they are your competition. Those are the people who are making sure that no one uses that name to operate business, especially within the same class of goods. 
Awesome. Yeah. So those are awesome uh, resources that everyone should use. It's super important. I've had clients that have been like, oh, this is the name that I'm working with. And I'm like, okay, well, um, you know, there's somebody else is already using that. They already have, you know, 50,000 followers. So I'm pretty sure their brand is well established. It looks yeah. like they were established 30 years ago. So, uh, you know, it's probably not something that you can use. So it really is important for you to have like a uniqueness with your brand. And then it's great to get a second opinion. I will do, you know, research, market research, which is my social media community. Um, and then with my, like with names too, like we all can think like a name is super amazing, but like we're stuck in our own head and we can't like see outside of the box. So when I first started my company, and this was 11 years ago, oh, wow. um, I named my company Silk Route Marketing and Events. And I thought it was so clever. Marco Polo, the Silk Route, he brought goods across the world, like, you know, the first well-known person to do so. And I was like, yeah, marketing, it's bringing, it's uh, spreading the word for goods and services across the world on social media. And I just thought it was so clever. And then I had a business coach and he's like, okay, well, that's cool. And that story is cool, but nobody didn't really get that. Yeah. And me and my mom, like, we're such nerds and we're like, oh, it's so smart and so clever and like so cute. And I like use like silk and like peacock kind of design. Yeah. For like, yeah, this is awesome. And then I thought about it and I was like, okay, you're right. Like, this is super long. And are people going to really associate the two like this? And is it going to help me with SEO? And then I was like, okay, you're right. So I changed the name to iMedia Exposure. It's very basic, very to the point, like I, internet, media, social media, exposure. Mm -hmm. we want exposure. So yeah. it's, it's like super basic. It's not like I was like, oh my God, I'm so in love with this name, but I was like, okay, that works. It helps me with SEO. It's, it tells people exactly what I do right away um, and it's short. So this is what we're going with. So I think having an opinion when you're like doing your branding, thinking of your products and services. Um, I also had another client today and she wanted to um, create sarcastic titles for her products. Mm, okay. And I was like, okay, we can go on that route because I do suggest having your brand personality shown when you're putting things out there. And so one of them, I was like, no, we don't want to say that because that could be taken the wrong way. And then the other okay. thing you could play with. Uh, so it's one of those things that people, you really do want to show like your personality, your vibe, your brand style, your core values, but also make sure that it makes sense when it comes from a legal perspective. Nobody right. else is using it um, for people to get it right away. Um, you know, using things that are SEO friendly is amazing too. Yeah. And so what would you say? Yeah. Oh, no, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> what would you say um, your if you could transform time and go talk to your younger self, what would be one of the tips or pieces of advice that you would give to your younger self? Um, 
It's funny because I feel like I have two pieces of advice that contradict themselves. So I'll say the first one is don't wait, right? Because I feel like a lot of times I had these incredible, exciting ideas, but I would get into that mindset of limiting beliefs, maybe thinking something like I'm not ready, I don't know enough, I'm not prepared. So I really just maybe delayed a lot of success, right? Um, and then finally tapping into the very thing I've always wanted to do really reminds you that, you know, I probably could have started sooner. Um, but with that being said, I think it's all part of the learning experience. It's all part of life. And even if you do take too long, so long you get started, it's never too late. So I think the other piece of advice is going along the line of what you were just saying. And if you want to have a business that's built on like strategic success, right? We're talking success that you've done market research, you've done all the work and you're collaborating, you're working with experts and you have a clear plan, then you don't want to be too impulsive. So although it's great to go for it and not get too caught up in like over and analyzing things, I would say my advice is also don't jump the gun too quickly only to find out valuable information like 10 minutes later. So um, take your time in assessing all the pillars of your business plan. Take the time to assess like your budget and who you're working with and how you're going to utilize those people and then go hard and follow your dreams and know that you're gonna make mistakes, but just like keep going. Yeah, I think that that would be very similar advice that I would give to my younger self. Uh, a couple of things like around that is so many people like, no matter age that I've come across, they don't create their business plan, their marketing plan, and they just have this concept and this idea, and it's kind of all over the place. And it's not till when they get the coaching, when they, work with me and they get their marketing plan created do i see them kind of feeling like okay i got this let's move on to the next thing like okay we have the the you know sales and marketing funnel good to go like let's move on to the next thing and i think that that's super important you know when i started companies before it was like okay you know sometimes you just wing it you're just like in it and you're just yeah, and then when you're like, oh, I should just plan this out because I just wasted so much time and I'm so like stressed because I didn't do these pieces of the plan. And so I definitely think there's this part of like, um, you know, making sure to start and stop and take action right away because people are like, oh, I'll do that. You know, I'm not ready for that yet. And it's like, are we really ready for anything? Yeah. <laughs> like you need to just go after it and get things done. And I'm kind of one of those people that will just dive right in. Like, even if I'm scared, if it's like, if you're like, okay, this is going to be beneficial to you. I'm like, all right, I don't know how it's going to look. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm just going to dive into the deep end and sink or swim. Like, this yeah. is going to go down. But I know that a lot of other people don't necessarily have that kind of mindset. And when you do take the chances and you do what you love and you are you know, when you're like lit up and, and happy and you're like living out your passionate life by doing your, like achieving your dreams and like going after your dreams, you're so much happier and it's so much easier to take that concept of like, I'm just going to dump into the deep end because yeah. I, I, this is something that I really love to do. And so like that one, like, you know, go and do it right away. And that too is to plan out what you're going to do and have a strategy. And then I think the step three, which is really helped me when I was starting, was getting coaches. 
So hiring the right coaches, um, surrounding myself and partnering with the right people. Yeah. Because those, you, we can't do everything alone. Like it, it's just like, I don't think humanity was meant to be an individualistic thing. I think that it, you can grow and achieve so much more by like partnering. And I'm so glad that like I found you. Like I love like sending my clients to you now because I'm like, okay, I, I think she has a great personality. She cares about what she does. She cares about her clients. She knows what she's doing. Um, and so like, you know, just in that, uh, just building your tribe around you as well as like hiring coaches. You know, I've hired so many coaches to help me because I can't do everything. I don't have the time and day. I mean, I barely sleep, but I would like to sleep more. And it's it just feels so much better when you have the right people and you're hiring the right people and your business is growing without you like slaving all the time. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, I think that's incredible. And like you said, finding the right people, because sometimes you will hire an assistant, a coach, a whoever, and sometimes it's not a good fit. And I don't want people to feel like, oh, that means I can't do this. It just means you got to find a different person. <laughs> so, yeah. And there's so many people out there. So even when hiring with people like, you know, you look at resumes and you say, OK, these people have the right credentials. After years and years of this game, with coaches, with partnerships, I literally will only, like, keep the people that I like. Like, if I'll go out and have a tea with you, then I want you as, like, a client, a partner, a team member. Like, that feeling, that, like, gut intuition of, like, okay, yeah. I, like, I like you as a human and, like, we're on the same wavelength and I, like, dig your vibe. Like, that's how I, like, collect the people <laughs> around me. Yeah, no, definitely. I completely agree. I mean, there have been so many, like, business friends that you think, oh, this will be great. We're all entrepreneurs. We can all work together. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes you really end up leaning on the people that you can socialize with, you can call and vent, and then also talk strategy, partnership, and all that good stuff. So I completely agree. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I usually am on a speaker tour and in the speaker tour, there's so many of us and we all sit there and we always talk business. We talk about other things sometimes too, but it, it's so fun having like a cool tribe to be around because you just have like a virtual, like a, a mastermind wherever you go. And I like, I really suggest like people doing that. Yeah. For sure. I'm hoping to host one soon and oh, another one in person. So I definitely will be sharing those details with you and your community because, you know, hoping that everything transitions and transitions into a safer environment for all of us to travel and network again in person. So, yes, I cannot wait to travel again in person. Um, I'm actually uh, going to be doing a live speaking engagement next month so we shall it will be live and virtual okay so we shall see how those um work out those will, that will be an interesting yeah is that local for you uh, it won't be local for me okay okay well that's exciting good luck with that i look forward to hearing about it thank you so how can people get in touch with you and um you know learn more about what you do 
Yeah. So, you know, I am the owner of Oh My Consulting, and I like to think about that as like this umbrella brand. And underneath it, you have my legal practice, which is focused primarily on intellectual property and legal services for entrepreneurs. You guys can find that all on omilegal.com. My email is michelle at omibrand.com. And I'm happy to tag all of that in your posts on your Facebook community. And then if you guys want to follow me and check me out, I spend most of my time on Instagram. So it's at the Boho Business Guide. That is all about my mindfulness practice, my coaching, my business offering, and pretty much everything that, you know, couples what Farhana does with iMedia. So it's like, I'm not the marketing pro. I definitely dabble in building that up for myself, but I am more of the umbrella business coach, especially for people who are getting started or people who have just like started and then just left their business. <laughs> like they started and they just haven't picked it back up or they haven't, you know, grown to the next level. I'm really, I really love helping people finally make those steps, take those steps and like experience transformation. Yeah, I highly suggest you guys connect with her. Um, she has lots of great advice on all her socials. She shares lots of tips that will be helpful. If you are looking for um, advice, um, you can set up a consultation with her. Um, she has um, some opportunities for you to kind of learn what it is that you need to do to protect your business um, around coaching as well. Um, so I highly suggest you and I, I connect with her and I'll put her information in the info um, of this recording. And so I have a, a little fun question for you. If you could be a superhero, what would your two superpowers be? Ooh, I'm like, I probably should have thought about all these fun question answers ahead of time, but um, let's see my two superpowers, right? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's maybe maybe to be invisible <laughs> sounds creepy but just to kind of be a fly on the wall i love connecting with people and observing people so i'd actually like to see how people are when you know no one's watching type of thing and use that to like better help everyone overcome their fears and overcome anything that they're going through because you know you know i feel like i I feel like I shouldn't have said that one because I'm like invasion of privacy. The lawyer means like pick a different superpower. Um, <laughs> and then let's say maybe like flying, honestly, because I just love nature and I love being outside. I love, you know, the sky, the sun and the moon and just like being able to transcend to new heights, I think would be pretty cool. I know those answers are pretty lame, but those are my answers. No, I like them. I, I like asking this question. It's kind of like one of my like date questions um, because it's it's interesting to see what perspective people are coming from because obviously we are not going to have superheroes. Well, yeah. hopefully, hopefully we do not have superpowers and like some weird magic thing and <laughs> the world doesn't get even weirder than it really is. Um, but it's interesting what perspective, like you came from a place of, wanting to help people so that's why you wanted to be invisible and to like understand like you know because people are different when no one's around yeah like you know ways of being limiting beliefs all of that stuff so that's interesting and then flying that's fun <laughs> <laughs> exactly my two are flying um but fast flying like superman okay. fast 
Because everybody's like, oh, I want to teleport. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to teleport because I kind of want the feeling of flying. Yeah. And I don't know if, like, teleporting with, like, the whole Star Trek, you know, molecule <laughs> thing is – because sometimes it didn't work out in Star Trek. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, this is safer and more efficient. So <laughs> I agree with you. And it seems like it'd be fun too. So yeah, I want to fly because I love traveling and I have friends all over the world. I say I collect people. So I collect awesome people around the world. Um, and then I'd want to be able to speak every language in the world so that communicate. I could fly everywhere and I could communicate with everyone. And I think that being able to communicate effectively in many languages would um, help, you know, me as a speaker, um, me as a human. Yeah. Oh, I love those. Yours are way more thoughtful. It's like, as I'm hearing yours, I'm like, ooh, I should have said mind reader or something else. I don't know. I was like caught off guard. I just like picked something. But no, I love that. Um, definitely need to work on my languages. I used to like take Spanish and I was really good. And then, you know, when you stop practicing, it just kind of disappears. So yeah, maybe you inspired me to re-up my Duolingo app. <laughs> so I have Duolingo. I don't use it very often, but I watch a lot of shows on Netflix in Spanish. Ooh. I watch it with the subtitles, but like I'll try to pay attention so that I don't use the subtitles to so just right. try to practice. And then usually I like to take a um, winter hiatus um, this past late year, I was in uh, Thailand, but the year before, I spent three weeks in Colombia, and I was in Colombia uh, a couple months ago as well. But I feel like if you spend a period of time in a place, like the language skill comes back. Oh yeah, for sure. Whenever I would go to a Spanish-speaking country, suddenly I'm like, oh wait, I can speak Spanish. <laughs> yeah. And then you come back to the states, and it's like, wait, what? Uh, I can't. <laughs> say a sentence so definitely true and then there's a moment too when you're traveling and like it's not the first day but like a couple days in and people are talking to you and you start understanding and you're like oh wait I understand now <laughs> exactly and it feels like a superpower but your brain's just like getting acclimated with it again exactly yeah <laughs> do you have any last tips that you want to share with everyone um, yeah, definitely just to stay balanced. Like this is a crazy road that we're all on building our businesses, helping other people with their businesses. Entrepreneurship is like the gateway to freedom and having the ability to impact the world through your business. So I strongly encourage it for those who have a, you know, super strong calling towards this practice in this world, but stay balanced. Like, you know, don't go so hard that you create burnout. Don't be hard on yourself when things become difficult. And just like always keep in mind that it's gonna be okay. Like you don't have to go too fast. You don't have to go too slow. Just take each day at a time the way you need to take it. So yeah, stay balanced. Yeah, I need um, I need to just play back that little piece of you. So we're gonna we're gonna create a post with that yeah. little piece because I think all of us need that as a daily reminder. Yes, because you said you didn't sleep, and I was like, I'm gonna have to reach out to her about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sleep, and not not enough as like a normal human. But yeah, it, it's uh, when you want to do so many things, it's it's uh, interesting to stay balanced. And so what I've been doing, this is gonna sound terrible, but I've been scheduling into my calendar things like 
this is what I'm going to exercise. Like, this is the time. This is what I'm going to eat. Like, so I need to, like, schedule in, like, I need two hours to do nothing. Yeah, I mean, if that's what works for you, then that's what works. You know, I believe that everyone can just like do you your way and it, it's all good. Yeah, I need I need to have the reminders to tell me to stop working because otherwise it's like it will be like five o'clock and I'm like, oh, wow, this day went by and I still have something to do. And I forgot to do a lot of like I didn't eat enough. I didn't do this. So yeah. I, I like that staying balanced and. And because it's like when I sleep better, when I eat better, when I work out, I'm way more productive. I'm way happier. Um, so I just need to like put it in my calendar so I remember. Yeah, yeah. And and slowly, the more you're conditioning yourself, it'll become more natural. You probably just conditioned yourself to be such a go-getter, which brought you success. And now you just have to get the other part in there so that it becomes a routine and it doesn't feel like a chore or a burden away from productivity. I think that's what makes a lot of us focus in like that because it feels like, oh, if I don't do that, I'm not being productive and I'm not going to make my sales goals and, you know, grow my business. And that really isn't necessarily true. So, yeah, that's true. I, I think that balance is important and when you do have that balance you can do more exactly exactly yeah well i want to thank you so much for being on here um we'll have this video on our podcast and on our social media um so you can uh, everyone can view this again um so thank you so much yeah, bye thank you you have a great day